Hello and welcome to episode five of Bold Millennial. Today we're thinking all about financial goals, so particularly why you need them and how to get started writing some for yourself. So let's jump right in. Hello and welcome to Bold Millennial, the podcast dedicated to help you with your finances, whether it be saving, investing, goals or money mindset, we've got you covered. So we hope you enjoy. Okay, so let's have a think about why we need financial goals in the first place. And there are so many reasons why people choose to set goals for all areas of their life and our finances should be no different because there are lots of benefits to setting financial goals. So firstly, goals basically give us a direction and they help us get to a destination. Once we've set our goals, it's up to us to put the habits into place so that we can achieve the goal. But without that financial goal in the first place, we basically don't have a plan for our money, meaning that it would take us more time to achieve some kind of milestones that we want to get to, which are important to us. And maybe we wouldn't get there at all unless we have the financial goal and the plan to actually get ourselves there. The second thing is goals can help us live the life that we want to lead. This is as long as your goals are set with your values in mind, but they can really help us to lead a valued life. The third thing is that they help us to focus on what we should already be grateful for. So I'm not talking about kind of sitting and doing gratitude, but more about when you're writing goals. It's really quite impossible not to think about what you already have as a way to set yourself up for where you want to go. So thinking about what you already have helps us feel more grateful and more fulfilled in our lives and leads to a greater sense of abundance. And, you know, abundance is never a bad feeling, right? And the fourth reason is that they keep us accountable. So if we have a goal to maybe buy a house one day or pay off our debt, we are less likely to spend money on things that take us away from that goal because we're going to be kept accountable. And the reason that we can do this is to kind of keep checking in in terms of how we're getting on. Are we getting closer to achieving our goal? Are we getting further away or are we just kind of tracking, managing progress as we would want to? So how do you actually set financial goals? The first step is to think about the bigger picture. So what do you actually want to achieve financially? Where do you want to see yourself financially in five years, 10 years, 20 years? What does it look like to you? Maybe some things that come to mind is owning your own home, retiring early, paying off debt, saving for a specific holiday. So have a sit down and think about what you want to achieve financially. What is the big picture for you? What's important for you? And one of the key things to ask yourself here is why? Why do you want to achieve this goal? There's no point in setting a goal like you want to save for a house, buy your first house, if that's something that you want to do just because you see other people doing it. If you don't actually really value that and actually want to do that, maybe you like renting, maybe you like the flexibility that that brings, then there's no point in you setting a goal of buying your first house for yourself because it's not what you want. You're not going to be able to keep up and keep the motivation there to actually achieve that financial goal. So really thinking about the bigger picture and asking yourself, well, why? Why is it that I want this? Really can help you decide, yep, this is something that I want, or this is something that maybe society or someone else is telling me that I should want. Once you've got an idea of the bigger picture, so that overarching aim, 
You can then break it down into some smaller goals that are maybe short, medium or long term. And it might actually be that your big aim is to save an emergency fund and your why could be so that you are able to not go into debt if something breaks, for example, your washing machine in your house. And for some people, that might be a short term goal. For some, it might be a medium. For some, it could be a long term goal, depending on how much money you need to save up and how much you're currently able to save. So there can be lots of conflicting um, kind of numbers online about this in terms of how long a short goal, a medium or a long term goal is. But I generally tend to think of it as a short term goal is less than 12 months. Medium term goal is between one year to five years and a long term goal is five plus years. So obviously, depending on what you want to do, depending on what your big picture is, will depend on, you know, if this is a short term goal for your medium or a long term. So yeah, these goals, these timeframes will vary person to person. So how do you know whether your particular goal should be short, medium or long term? And a way that we can basically answer that question is to take a bit of a deep dive into our finances. So there are two things that we're really looking for when we take a deep dive in our finances. And one of them is our income. How much are we actually earning from our employment? And how much are we making from any other sources that we have, for example, side hustles or any maybe benefits that you get from the government? So what is your total income is the first thing that we need to think about. The second thing is how much you're spending. So your total spending, which could include lots of your expenses, kind of the things that you're you're paying for, but also your savings too. So yeah, to, to figure out if something's a short or medium or a long-term goal for you, knowing what your expenses currently look like and what your savings currently look like is really important. And the way that you can do this is you might have like an app. So I use Monzo and each month that breaks down kind of tracking of how much I've spent in lots of different categories based on kind of what I plug into the app. So if you have an app like that, it's super easy. You can just go back over the last few months. Usually about three months is a good marker to do this for, to check in on what you're spending. Obviously, so now it's January, obviously in December, With Christmas, you would expect your spending to be a bit higher, kind of November, December time. But doing it over three months is a good way to get a bit of an average. Of course, there are always expenses that we might pay for once every year, such as car insurance, like a big expense. And unless you're saving towards that every month, for example, in a sinking fund, that's going to be one expense that suddenly comes out one month. So if you do look back over the last three months of spending and find that you have some of these kind of random big spends, just, you know, take that into account when you're thinking about how much you spend and save per month. So there's lots of different categories that you can split your money into. So you've obviously got the big ones such as rent or your mortgage. How much is that per month? Your car, if you don't own your car outright and you make payments for it, how much does that? Bills like gas and electric, council tax, all those big, big kind of hitter bills. What does that look like for you? Groceries, any shopping, kind of eating out, entertainment, subscriptions that you've got and any transport costs like petrol or public transport. So once you've totted all of that up, what does that look like? What do you spend per month for the last three months and how much are you able to save at the moment per month? What does that look like? And really the key thing that we're looking for here is what does that mean? You know, does that mean 
that your goal to save a thousand pounds or maybe a goal to save five thousand pounds into an emergency fund how long does it look like it's going to take you with your current saving habits in the current way that you're spending and there are two really key questions to ask yourself here to decide if you're if you're satisfied basically and the first one is am i happy with my spending and my savings yes or no and the second one is am i happy with the length of time that my goal will take to achieve given my current spending and saving habits now if the answer to both of those is yes then great you're right on track to kind of be setting your goals If the answer to one of those or both of those is no, then you really need to think about ways to either decrease your spending or increase the amount of money that you're bringing in to try and make it so that you can save more money and therefore achieve your goals faster. I'm not going to dive in right now to how to do that. So kind of ways to increase your income. There are lots of, you know, great blog posts online by lots of people about side hustles and how to increase income and also lots of, you know, great articles out there about how to decrease your spending. But if you're thinking, no, I'm not satisfied that I'm actually, you know, managing to save £20 a month, I'd like to be saving 100 and you're not sure how to do that, have a look online. There's loads and loads of resources out there. Okay, so the next step which I think is maybe step four, although I'm not 100% sure, is to set the targets, set the goals themselves. We don't want a really wishy-washy goal. We want something really, really specific. And the way that you can achieve this is by thinking SMART. So this acronym SMART, you might have seen it online already. It's a really common way that people set goals. So we're thinking about S, so being specific, M, being measurable, A, achievable, are relevant and T time bound. Let's take each of these in turn. So the S for specific. So go into really as much detail as you possibly can with this. So what are you going to do? Where are you going to do it? Who is going to be involved? What exactly is it you're looking to achieve here? Measurable. How will you know when you've reached your target? You know, the great thing about financial goals is they're really trackable. You know, if you either have managed to save that amount of money or you haven't, you either are out of debt or you're not. So they're really easy to track our progress. So how will you be measuring it? What will that look like? Achievable. So we've kind of already thought about this in terms of whether the goal should be short, medium or long term. But thinking about whether they're achievable is also about, you know, are you in control of this? Is it that to achieve your goal, you need to get a pay rise at work? Is that in your hands? Is it literally the kind of thing where if you work a bit harder, you'll get that raise? Or is it kind of not fully in your control, in which case you might want to rethink whether the goal is achievable because it really needs to be something that you're in control of. Relevant. So again, coming back to this idea of why is this goal important to you? What difference would it make is a really great question to ask. So thinking about if you want your goal to be to pay off your mortgage, why? Why is that important to you? Paying off your mortgage might mean that your outgoings every month are less therefore you can go part-time in your job. Why is that important? Well, it means that I can spend more time at home doing what I want to do, spend more time at home with my kids, picking them up from school, dropping them off every day, and that's that's something that you value. And what difference would that make? Really exploring the root and the key here to why you want to achieve that goal really checks in with whether it's relevant to you. And time-bound, so we need to know when to check back in. So obviously you can monitor and track your progress to see how you're getting on but how will you know 
when you've actually achieved it. So it needs to be time bound. And there was something that I read the other week about this, which I think is a really helpful way to think about it, where if you're unsure how long these goals might take to achieve or how long you want to set, do you want to say that you want to do it in a year, three years, five years, whatever it might be, is you just take a time frame. So six years. Well, no, that feels too far away. Okay. So what about one month? Well, no, that feels too soon. And kind of keep going back and forth until it feels kind of just right. And then you know when you want to have achieved your goal by. Once you've thought about these five different sections, write it down, write your goals down, put them in your pocket, you know, put them somewhere where you see them on the fridge, on your bedroom door, whatever it might be. So, you know, if your goal is that you want to save money to pay for a holiday, if it's you want to build an emergency fund or you want to clear your debt or you want to start investing to retire early, whatever it might be, make it specific, make it smart, write it down, always in the first person of I will and get it somewhere that you can see it to really increase that motivation and keep yourself in check. So I hope this has been helpful. If this is something you want to kind of delve a bit deeper into, if you go onto my website, boldmillennial.com and sign up to my newsletter, you will immediately get sent a PDF document, which is a financial goal setting guide, which kind of takes you through all of the steps that I've just talked about, but in a little bit more detail and the space for you to write some stuff in as you go, the financial deep dive, the space, there's a visualization to start with. So if that's something you're interested in, sign up to the newsletter. It's a five-step guide taking you from no financial goals to a financial game plan to help you live the life you want. So yeah, that's pretty much it. You should have your financial goals now, so best of luck in achieving them. The last thing that I will say is it's not just about setting up the financial goals. It's also about putting the habits in place that help you achieve them. And I'll definitely cover this in another episode, but don't want to ramble on too much longer. So yeah, hope this has been helpful. Thanks. And I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bold Millennial, the podcast dedicated to helping you with your finances. Disclaimer, I am not a financial advisor. This podcast is for entertainment and educational purposes only. So please always do your own research and we hope to see you in the next one.